we've recovered from the stupid Oscar nominations. Yes, we've gotten all of our ranting out of our system. We have found strangers on the internet who have validated our opinions and feelings. And we are so excited to talk about my favorite topic ever. (laughs) So we went from last week talking about the prestigious Academy Awards and the best films of the year and the most beautiful writing and directing, acting. Yes, we love The craft of film, yes. Yes. Beautiful. Uh, So this week... (laughs) We're talking about the dumbest, greatest movies of all time. Yes, the best bad movies. Um, So before we get into that, um, thank you guys for your feedback on our Oscars episode. Uh, I think we unearthed a lot of rage (laughs) in a lot of people that follow us in a good way in which they were agreeing with us on a lot of things um i had a lot of responses um we put out uh, a ballot that you guys can fill out that we filled out um and i very much had like responses being like i think a star is born is going to win best picture too but i don't want it to yes (laughs) like i agree i agree um yeah and um, we made a ballot I, yeah, I love that we're getting lots of different type of, like, answers. Like, yeah. uh, like Jordan, our number one biggest yeah. fan. Love you, Jordan. Our biggest fan. Yes. Um, his ballot was so different from either of ours, and I, I love know. that. Yeah, it's so interesting to just see. I mean, like, and I know that ours were fairly similar yeah. um, when it came to our final decisions, but we still even had just disagreements even on, like, certain nominations. And Yeah. I don't know. Opinions are wild, aren't they? They're so fun. That's what podcasts are for. Can you believe we all have one? Um, so if you guys want to fill out that ballot, it is on our Twitter at Cinema Rolls Pod, and also it's in my Instagram highlights, um, in the Cinema Rolls highlights. If you missed that, um, find it, fill it out, share it. We really tried to make a ballot that is super simple, um, yeah. that's not super crowded with every single nomination, and that very clearly states what you think should happen and what you think actually will happen. Yeah, because <laughs> so. Sarah had the brilliant idea to do that because we always say yeah. things like that and there's never a ballot like that. Right. Well, and I feel like every year I fill out, I either do like two separate ballots or I'm like, here's my ballot that I think is going to happen. Here's my ballot that I wish would happen. Mm-hmm. Or on one ballot, I'm marking it with like five different colors right. being like, this will win, but these are the ones that should win, but this one kind of deserves it the most. But I just, we wanted to make a simple ballot. So we did it. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, so we got a great suggestion from um, a good fan of the show when we first started, uh, before we yeah. even had an episode, right? Yeah, I, we put out suggestions when we first were starting, and one of our topic suggestions was, uh, what is the line between a really good bad movie and a really bad bad movie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it was my friend Abby, Abigail, who did this, the one that I went to go see The Favorite with, um, and I thought this was a really interesting question. Yeah. And I know you love talking about this. I So this is... This is something that I discovered that I loved a long time ago. Um, 
I love watching people talk about crappy movies. I love mm-hmm. watching crappy movies. I listen to podcasts about crappy movies. Yeah. I adore. Like, how did this get made? Let me plug another podcast. I was just on our about podcast. to plug. I literally was just about to talk about that same exact podcast <laughs> as, just now. As Jason Manzukis and Paul Shear and June Diane yes. Rayfield, and they are hysterical. And they talk about so the exact good. kinds of movies that we're talking about today. The good, yeah. bad, the literally yeah. how does this exist i'm so how, grateful that it the, does but how what were the steps that this movie went through for people to approve it all the way down the line and for it to come on my big screen and have been made it's how like one of those happen? it's like one of those things that you're like you know sometimes i think i could never i could never do this i'm not skilled enough and then you're yeah. like wait maybe i am maybe i could make a movie i know Oh my goodness, that, I remember one day you were really struggling with like um, a script that you were writing. Yeah. And you're like, I don't, I'm not, I can't do this. I've got like, you know, I, I just, I can't, I'm not good. I can't do it. I can't make a whole script. I can't do it. Um, and then you came back with, you know what though? <laughs> if that, what is that? The Bella Thorne movie? The, yeah, Midnight Sun. It was Midnight Sun. You were like, if Midnight Sun gets Got a to wide be a release. real life movie that is in theaters, making money in the box office, I can do whatever I want to do. She dropped four <laughs> movies this year. I can oh do this. You know what? It's encouraging, if nothing else. Um, So we're going to discuss some of our favorite good, bad movies, and then later we'll just talk about why these are good, good, bad, bad movies, and not bad, bad, bad movies. Yes. Yeah. There is a line. We have to find it. Yeah, so um, we actually asked everyone on Instagram to tell us um, about their favorite good, bad good bad bad movies mm-hmm. <laughs> um and if you guys want to be a part of these conversations by the way our um social medias and everything um are i think the same for both of us right we've got yeah. the branding down yeah um we've got the sarah Hanloser and sarah jahida branding yes down all across the board so follow us and uh you'll get to participate in these um so some favorite bad movies um l said the Twilight Saga. Yes. And she knows how to get on this podcast. Uh, yes. <laughs> I could yep. watch those movies. Yes. I've been on Hulu like three times in the past four days. They just put yeah. all of them on there. And I yeah. was like, oh, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, that marathon you, is coming. You guys know that the cinema rolls love the Twilight movies. completely unabashedly love them um Corey said wicker man what is that that's the Nicolas Cage movie is it not the bees I don't I've never seen you've only seen the memes probably I I, if when you said that line just then I was like I I know not the bees got it yes got it um Danielle said the g-force movies Multiple. First of all. The G4 saga, if you will. (laughs) The guinea pig, the G4 cinematic universe. Yeah. The guinea pig spy movies. I didn't know there was more than one. I didn't know either. I thought there was just the one. I'm gonna be real with you, Chief. I thought there was just one. That is amazing. (laughs) Apparently, we need to get into the G4 movies. Yes. Um, Ryan said that Big Trouble in Little China. Have you seen that? Because I have not. 
darling Kurt Russell at his best and brightest. <laughs> Big Trouble is not a good bad movie. It's just a good movie. Just good. It's incredible. Oh my that's hilarious. Um, speaking of that, too, uh, Madison responded and said, Hot Rod. And then she responded again and said, no, 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 just kidding. I take it back. It's a cinematic masterpiece. I love it. That's so, <laughs> that. Um, and then Kaylee said, Shrek and the B-movie. So the qualification <laughs> for good, bad movie is that it's a meme. And Apparently. Yeah, so I died at this. Those are so hard. Memes. Yeah, by the way, shout out to Kaylee. She is like our number one fan. Um, she listens to our podcast while she's doing homework, which I don't know how inspiring we get to be. Uh, but, you know, we're here for, for the kids, here for the teens, doing all their homework. Yes. Uh, Christian also said, hobo with a shotgun. I'm not familiar uh, me, I respect it, I guess. <laughs> I respect it. Um, what were some of your responses to this? So, um, I got a response of The Visit by Drew, which is interesting. <laughs> the M. Night Shyamalan grandparents yeah, horror film. Um, <laughs> old people are scary, yeah? Old people are so scary. Um, I just watched The Wife starring Glenn Close and can confirm old people are scary. So scary. <laughs> Um, then we got Birdemic, Shock, Shock and Terror. That's a classic. That is a classic good, bad movie. That's like room level legendary. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that, that one's big. Uh, Monty Python. Uh, Callie said Monty Python. Um, okay. I don't think that's bad. But I don't think it's it bad is, either. But it is yeah. definitely goofy. So I, yeah. I accept that answer for sure. Mm-hmm. But that one is dang good. Mm-hmm. Um, Tristan said the interview. I oh agree with that. I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> I that movie is so great. When uh-huh. when you just want to be mad at that little man who could yep. kill us all in a second. Yep. It's a great way to watch him just go. You know. <laughs> and that just like the ultimate team of James um, Franco and Seth Rogen. James Franco and Seth Rogen just. I mean, if you got them in a movie together, you know it's going to be a good, bad movie. And you know there's not a script. They're just talking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the whole they're time. just making it up as they go. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we got Grown Ups. Becca said Grown Ups. Okay. Uh, I feel that. That wouldn't... I, yeah. I, I agree. She said, She said. I know it's super corny. I was like, no. I. No, that's what a good, bad movie is. It's perfect. <laughs> and Avery got oh a little bold here. Avery says teeth. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Which uh, <laughs> we would have to put an explicit marker on the podcast if I talked about the yeah the plot, but we can barely talk about it. It without is without getting flagged. Hysterical. <laughs> it's I, I I will say this. I've had two instances regarding this. One, okay. I was in a group chat with two friends. One of them hadn't seen this movie. The other one had. And we were trying to explain just the basic premise yeah. of this movie. Um, and I'll just leave it at this. The phrase chomp chomp was said. Oh, yeah. Um, and also the phrase, uh, she was in danger, but she yeets out of there real quick. Yeets. <laughs> also said. I love it. And then another, uh, I, 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 for some reason, with my youngest brother, um, read the Wikipedia page of this movie to him because he was not aware of this. And that was easily the weirdest time I've ever had oh my in my gosh. life. So, Avery, good choice. Good choice. That is <laughs> good choice. a good, bad movie. 
Um, so we each picked one movie to discuss this week uh, that yeah. is a good bad movie that we know is not great but thoroughly enjoyed and we struggled a little bit because there's a lot of good bad movies yeah. that we love but to narrow it down we gave each other the criteria of whatever movie you choose it needs to have less than 30 percent on rotten tomatoes yeah we know that's a weird um, ranking system it's an aggregate yeah. score blah 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 blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah but still you know you know like we had to we had to limit our choices somehow otherwise we would want to talk about like 50 movies because each, so. some of my favorites that are good bad actually yeah. have decent critical reception yeah. and then later on in the movie lifetime you know mm-hmm. later on they're like why did we do mm. that that was not Why a good did we movie. Give it such a high score. Crash we got an excited. Crash got an Oscar for best picture. So. Oh, oh my gosh! So you know what? We had to limit ourselves somehow. Um, we've also got we've got some choices here. I have I haven't seen Handloser's Choice. Oh boy! <laughs> I believe you've seen mine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because mine is a classic. It's been a long time, actually. Yeah. Well, actually, it's been a long time since I've seen mine, too. Yours is a very recent choice, which is a, an interesting decision, but I know you've just really wanted to talk about this movie, so I will so, just allow you <laughs> to go for it. This beautiful romantic comedy. Ah! Um, the moment I watched it on Redbox, not on the big screen, mm-hmm. I knew that it would make an impact on my life forever. Um, the love story in this film truly just transcends. Okay. And the lovers, you know, become part of each other. It's beautiful. Um, the movie I'm talking about today is Venom, 2018, <laughs> starring Tom Hardy and Riz Ahmed and Jenny Slate <laughs> and Michelle Williams, Oscar-winning actress Michelle Williams in the worst wig I've ever seen. I didn't allow her to talk about this on the Spider-Man episode, so here we are. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, so I texted Sarah while I was watching this movie. I said, this is actually the best movie I've ever seen. And she was like... I was yelling. She was like, we're canceling the podcast. No more of this. <laughs> I'm never doing a podcast with you ever again. So let's let's go through what we're talking about. So the critic consensus on Rotten Tomatoes, upon mm-hmm. which... This movie has a 29% right under the line. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, you barely squeezed it in there. <laughs> Venom's first standalone movie turns out to be like the comics character in all the wrong ways. Chaotic, noisy, and in desperate need of a stronger attachment to Spider-Man. <laughs> Which is the perfect one-sentence like explanation of what this movie is. <laughs> yes. But I disagree. You know, okay. The fact that Spider-Man is not in this movie does not affect it. Like, okay. he did I not... Mean, very legal reasons, yeah. but still. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't yeah. need to be in there. Tom Hardy. God bless his soul. He, I, I love Tom Hardy. He will find new ways to cover his face <laughs> until time is over. Until the world ends. Um, yep. He gives the most twitchy, insane... It's the most Nick Cagey Tom Hardy performance ever. <laughs> And, oh my god! And he's got this super strange accent because he's Eddie Brock from New yeah. York, but Eddie's moved out to San Francisco after he got yeah. fired from the Daily Bugle. Um, and so he's he's like an internet report. He kind of he's not he's like on YouTube, like that's where he reports. Mm-hmm. He doesn't report for a real um, news station. Or, well, he does, but it's complicated. So um, uh-huh. 
Don't you dare call YouTube reporters not real. No, no, no. They're they're great. I watch Philip DeFranco every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> Philip so, DeFranco, the next Venom. Yes. The summary of this movie says, A failed reporter is bonded to an alien entity, one of many entities who have invaded Earth. There's, <laughs> there's only three. Not many. <laughs> but the entity takes a liking to Earth and decides to protect it. That's the summary. Mm-hmm. It does not describe this movie. Um, so Ruben Fleischer directed this movie. Okay. He also directed Zombieland, which is a classic. One of my favorite movies of all time. Yes. They just dropped the uh, sequel poster, and I could not be more thrilled. Um, I, okay, we can talk about that in a second. Let's just have a, a, an episode where we talk about sequels. Yeah. Okay. But I'm so excited for that one. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I love Zombieland. And that's why, because Ruben Fleischer is too smart to make something bad on accident, I fully believe it's as stupid and ridiculous as it is for a reason. Yeah. It knows what it's doing. It's not... But at the same time, it's, like, very much made for the affliction tea-wearing, bedazzled jeans, Eminem-listening dudes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why did I love it so much, then? (laughs) I don't know, man. Um, uh-huh. Eddie Brock is a POS and he's a loser and he cares more about his career but doing things the fast way and not the right way than he does mm-hmm. about his fiance Michelle Williams with the horrible wig or his own mm-hmm. well-being. Um, so he's he's kind of a parasitic character. He gets Michelle Williams fired from her job because he's snooping around in her stuff. He He's just a bad dude. Venom is a literal parasite. Also played by Tom Hardy. And is my favorite character. Uh, and they team up and try to take down the man who brought the symbiotes to Earth, who is Elon Musk, but his name is Carlton Drake. But he's Got Elon it. Musk. Great. Uh, played by Riz Ahmed. Uh, it... <laughs> this... I cackled the entire time I watched this movie. It is so ridiculous. There's a scene <laughs> where they're doing a, um, a car chase up and down a street... In San Francisco. And they pass the Rialto Theater three different times. And they haven't turned around. (laughs) Like, continuity just is not a factor. What is this? Um, I don't think it needs Spider-Man at all. Uh, It's laughs that I will be... There are lines in this film that I will think about for the rest of my life. Okay. I, I... Being a person who has not seen this movie... I just want to hear some good quotes, and okay. that'll be it. That'll be all that I will ever need. <laughs> okay. So this one was from the trailer, but in oh, the context gosh, okay. of the movie, it makes a lot more sense. I don't know why they put it in the trailer. Um, it says, we will eat both. This is Venom talking, but he's talking like, we, the royal we, him and Eddie, like, how sweet. You know, when you're like, well, we don't really know what we're doing for spring break, and you're talking about your boyfriend. It's like that. Um, mm-hmm. We will eat both your arms and legs. Or, we will eat both your arms, then both of your legs, and we will eat your face right off your head. You will be this armless, legless, faceless thing, won't you? Rolling down the street like a turd in the wind. Like a turd in the wind! Is this a real line that was really actually Someone wrote that down in a screenplay. Someone Tom Hardy memorized... (laughs) Tom Hardy highlighted and memorized that line. Someone put in a Marvel movie, A Turd in the Wind. (laughs) Another good one. Venom says, 
eyes, lungs, pancreas. So many snacks, so little time. Another good and unappreciated one is Jenny Slate's character says, we are literally a generation away from an uninhabitable earth. And Eddie Brock just says, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we all know that. The dialogue is incredible. <laughs> incredible. Oh my um, gosh. Venom says, outstanding. Now let's bite off all their heads and pile them up in a corner. Eddie <laughs> says, why would we do that? Venom says, pile of bodies, pile of heads. Can we discuss, you say you saying, did you watch Upgrade? You did watch Upgrade. I did watch Upgrade. Upgrade, featuring Tom Hardy in another parasite, by the way. <laughs> he loves a good parasite yes. movie. And they both came out at the same time. Um, th- this exchange could basically be Tom Hardy's character and his parasite in yes. Upgrade. <laughs> it's basically that. <laughs> wow, he really, like, went into some, like, Wait, method acting. Tom Hardy roles. is not in upgrade is he that's tom hardy yeah no it is not yeah no it's lee winnell in upgrade yes upgrade tom like up like did like upgrade tom hardy is not an upgrade are we did we watch a different movie he's not in it did you watch he's the main guy no he's not no it's it's what's his name logan something what are you talking about? I'm it's so confused. Great, we gotta edit this out now. <laughs> Logan Marshall Green is not Tom Hardy. What? Of um, his name is Logan Marshall Green. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> Did this just completely like ruin my whole life? Oh my gosh, that- he really looks like Tom Hardy. Are you trying to tell me that that's not Tom Hardy? It's not Tom Hardy. His name is did Logan I, Marshall Green. Did I watch that entire movie thinking that I was watching Tom Hardy? <laughs> yeah, you did. Is that also the reason that I thought that Tom Hardy um, played the shocker in Spider-Man Homecoming when it wasn't him and it was this It is Logan actor? Marshall Green, yeah. Why is there an article, when you look up, um, Upgrade Tom Hardy, uh-huh. it literally said, like, there's an article that pops up and says, Upgrade, discount Tom Hardy. Oh my gosh. Wait! He was in The Invitation. <gasps> he played the main character in The Invitation. Have you seen that movie? The movie's sick. Uh, no, I'm still shook. You're telling me that that's not Tom Hardy? <laughs> that is not Tom Hardy. Why? Wait, guys, I, I'm, I'm, my, I just looked up Logan Marshall, Tom Hardy, and there are all of these side-by-side images of We'll them. put some on the Twitter. We'll, we'll tweet some of these because these side-by-side images, you're telling me like, that these aren't the same human beings? Honestly, I'm shook because I didn't realize how much he looked like Tom Hardy because I just knew it wasn't Tom Hardy in Upgrade. I literally thought the whole time, okay, so I, let me tell you, so I work at a video rental store because those still exist, and I remember I didn't know anything about Upgrade until a customer watched it and brought it in and said, you should watch it, Tom Hardy's great in it. And so that instantly, to me, just associated Tom, like, I didn't fact check or anything because I saw the cover, I saw the cover of the DVD and I went, yeah, that's Tom Hardy, I'm not even questioning it. They look just alike. I'm looking at the character from Spider-Man now and I'm like, 
They, yeah, because I remember watching they look Homecoming. Just alike. Yeah, I remember watching Homecoming and going, "Is this Tom Hardy in a random like B rate cameo?" Role? Yeah. Like I don't understand because Tom Hardy shouldn't be in this random side character. And I remember looking up the IMBD for Homecoming and going, "Okay, that's not Tom Hardy. That's some random dude I don't know." Got it. Okay, y'all really got to go look this up because it's nuts. This whole exchange in which I didn't realize that the whole time I was watching Upgrade, it wasn't Tom Hardy. It's wow. blowing my mind. Huh. Dude, they're twins. They are. I'm looking at all these pictures, putting them side by side, and they are the same human being. Wow. Maybe they are. Maybe Logan Marshall Green is his indie body. Oh, conspiracy that would make so theory. much sense. They're the same, dude. I'm questioning everything now, and now every single movie that I associate with Tom Hardy, I'm wanting to take a step back and think, you know, is is it really Tom is, Hardy? Is that Tom? I wonder how many people went and saw Upgrade because they were like, oh, a Tom Hardy movie. <laughs> because if you tell me that you don't look at the cover and the poster for Upgrade and don't think that that is Tom Hardy. Wow. I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't even know. I'm confused. Wow. So back to good, bad movies. After we shook Sarah's I don't even know world. if I can go back to anything anymore. <laughs> this has ruined my entire life. So <sighs> let's just ignore the joke I made. <laughs> maybe, maybe Logan Marshall is Tom Hardy's parasite. Oh. Or Tom Hardy's Logan Marshall's parasite. Or they switch off and it's a weird like symbiote thing that we don't know about because who knows what that is yeah yeah tom hardy just inhabits whatever body he feels like Jeez. so about venom (laughs) about venom (laughs) let's continue that (laughs) this is the most iconic moment in the cinemarals podcast i'm shooketh honestly i don't understand I would have seriously died just then for the uh, to say that Tom Hardy was in Upgrade. Like I would have taken a bullet and have been like, no, that Tom, that is Tom Hardy. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> losing my mind. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. But, okay. So. Okay. There is like a genuine level of. I'm trying to get back into it. Dang it. I know. I know. I'm trying to. I'm trying so hard. This just ruined my day. Okay, continue, I promise. Okay. So, there's a, like, level of cleverness to Venom that I don't think has been appreciated. Like, genuinely, the writing is unpredictable. It -hmm. has no tone, so you have no idea what's going to happen the whole time. Mm -hmm. Like, parts of it are horror, parts of it are romantic comedy, there's a little bit of suspense. Uh, I mean, like... A lot of sci-fi. Like, it's so many different genres that you have no idea what is going to happen next. And honestly, there are some good turns. Like, mm-hmm. really surprising stuff. Um, I think a lot of people dismissed it because they thought it was goofy. And it is goofy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, Eddie and Venom's relationship is so sweet. They complete each other. They're so both sweet. They're both losers. Eddie being uh-huh. a powerless loser. And Venom being someone who can't go back to his own kind. Yeah. And they join together to form a bond. It's so beautiful. Like, a story of true friendship. Yes. At the end, Michelle Williams thinks that Venom has sacrificed himself to save the Earth. 
And so she and Eddie are talking, and she's like, I'm sorry about Venom. And it's, like, I felt that. Like, it hurted. Oh. And the dialogue is ridiculous enough to belong in an SNL sketch. Sincerely. (laughs) But it's not an SNL sketch. It's Venom. I Uh love it. It's a real-life actual movie that was actually made. Yes. Yeah. Um, it came out the same week as A Star is Born, and a big story around it was that a star or Lady Gaga stands were trying to get people to not see Venom and go see A Star is Born. Uh, I feel more deeply about Eddie and Venom's relationship than I ever will about Jackson and Allie, and that is tea. <laughs> I can't wait for the sequel. It made, it made like a bajillion dollars. It's getting a sequel. I am excited. Okay. I am... Uh, torn about the fact that I haven't seen this yet because like I mean if you I just uh, (laughs) I love the Spider-Man universe so much and I do love the Spider-Man villains Mm -hmm. but I just didn't understand why this movie was (laughs) being made yeah and I didn't even just like watching trailers i was like i don't want this i don't want to see this i don't i didn't know what was going on and i honestly i just decided that rather than just watching the movie i was just going to listen to a bunch of podcast episodes about it yeah and that'll get you yeah but i'm telling you you could listen to as many podcasts as you want it will not be as entertaining as watching that stupid Uh, movie okay well I'm going to put it on my 2019 goals to get, muster up enough courage to watch Venom. I think Starring you will Tom enjoy Martin, it not Logan more Marshall. than you think. Starring uh-huh. Tom Logan Hardy Tom Green. Tom Logan Hardy Marshall. Yes. So what do the high esteemed critics think of this movie? So I've got some letterboxed ones because they're obviously more funny than anything right. anybody else would write. And then I've right. got some I've got some regular old, you know, regular old esteemed reviews. critics yeah. ones. Yes. So uh, David Edelstein from New York Mag says, mm-hmm. It's hard to mess up a car chase up and down the streets of San Francisco. And Fleischer certainly doesn't, though at these speeds we should be gasping and laughing instead of just nodding our heads. <laughs> you know, I was just picture. like counting the Rialto <laughs> Theater. I was like, yeah. There well, it is again. We're driving around in circles, guys. <laughs> um, Leona Laurie from Geek Girl Authority says, Jenny Slate, kudos to you for getting one of those superhero movie paychecks. <laughs> if only this film were worthy of your talent. I love Jenny Slate. She deserves everything. <laughs> no, what's funniest about Jenny Slate in this movie, which I love, which most people were like, that didn't make any sense. I don't care. I love it. Her character mm-hmm. is set up in this rather large way makes you think that those 40 minutes that tom hardy keeps talking about that he loved so much that were cut out of the movie maybe maybe it made more sense with those in there and i would love to see the tom hardy cut but Mm. um her character is set up this big way she she's talking to eddie brock on the side she's like i'm so worried for my family she's a scientist for the life foundation Mm. and she's like i'm worried for my family i'm worried what will happen if i betray carlton drake and uh she does betray him she gets inhabited and then eaten by a venom because you know not all venoms oh. are compatible with other with with certain humans right. and never appears again her character no longer matters she's just gone he jenny slate she's just gone she just disappears oh no and she was like she really set more. up she just dies um she deserves more she did 
But also, it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> it turns out Venom... This is Chris Klimek from NPR. It turns out Venom isn't much different than the alien who starred in NBC's 1980s sitcom ALF, a pushy <laughs> boar motivated mostly by his next snack. Yes. The whole snack. Love a pancreas. Alf. <laughs> they compared it to Alf. To Alf. And that's all you need to know. So then we've got a review that I identify with strongly. Um, okay. Rafer, Rafer Guzman, sorry, Newsday, mm-hmm. says... Venom could become Marvel's version of the Rocky Horror Picture Show or Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. A camp classic worth mocking again and again. Yes. Which honestly makes a good bad movie. That is exactly what yeah. makes a good bad movie. Yeah. You have to want to go to a midnight screening and sit there yeah. with a bunch of people and quote the movie in costume yep. and throw popcorn oh, at the screen. That's what you want. Perfect. Uh, okay, so my two letterbox reviews that really stood out to me. It was hard mm-hmm. to choose because... There's so much comedy on Letterboxd. Right. Love Letterboxd. Um, would you believe that this is the first feature film with the script completely auto-generated by a robot? <laughs> it's not true, but it would make sense. <laughs> That's Lucy from Letterboxd. I love Lucy from Letterboxd. I'm her biggest fan. And then uh, Steve from Letterboxd says, When Michelle Williams snatched the symbiote from a miniature Pomeranian and morphed into a tall lady venom with a big butt and boobs, I came to the realization that the only reason this movie got bad reviews is because it's on a level of intelligence so high, the average human brain simply cannot comprehend all of it at once. Not only does Michelle Williams take the symbiote and become sexy lady venom, but then she makes out with Tom Hardy in order to pass Venom on. It is incredible. I think this movie is on a different level it than I could ever is. be on. Nobody will ever... I mean, you just can't comprehend. The human brain <laughs> does not have enough capacity to comprehend how incredible this movie is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I love it so much. I... And looking forward to my second watch, I haven't watched it because the magic of that first watch just like... Right. The magic. Yes. It was yes. so strong. I was like, yes. ooh, maybe I need to... I need to hold off. <laughs> Great. Save it. Save it. It's special. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Well, maybe your second watch, we can watch it together somehow. Um, that would be wild. That would be wild. <laughs> I'd just be covering my eyes the whole time. <laughs> peeking through my fingers. Um, so... We are going to move from one beautiful story about friendship to another beautiful story about friendship. Yes. We have a theme here on this friendship podcast. We love um, friendship. We love friendship. We love the friendship between Tom Hardy slash Logan Marshall um, and Venom. And we love the friendship in this next movie. Uh, my movie that I have chosen is the classic uptown girls yes um the critic consen- critic consensus on R- rotten tomatoes is <laughs> with two obnoxious lead characters and an uneven screenplay uptown girls fails to charm yikes. yeah yikes um the tomato meter on this is a whopping 13 percent um, I would also like to say that when I was looking at letterbox reviews for this, a lot of people, like, five months ago, reviewing this on letterbox were like, I don't understand why this is at a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's dropped an entire percent in, like, half a year. 
Oh my gosh. Which means that people are re-watching this movie and going on Rotten Tomatoes and either changing their rating or, like, just so many people, like, an influx of bad ratings are happening. Wow. And it, it went down a whole percent in, like, half a year. Which I is, love that. Honestly, your fave could never. <laughs> um, so this is uh, uh, the classic tale of friendship um, brought to you by the same person that directed Remember the Titans, Ooh. Boaz Yakin. Um, he directed Remember the Titans and he directed Uptown Girls. Uh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. mostly all you need to know about this. Um, he also, fun fact, uh, wrote the screenplay to the Jake Gyllenhaal movie Prince of Persia. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah. So you mean that one nobody watched? Yeah. Oh, I watched it. Uh, I watched it in high school um, on a weird date with a weird person. Mm, um, it'd so be that, like that. It, it will always just have that special place <laughs> in my brain. Um, so, yeah, uh, this movie, better than Prince of Persia, in my opinion. Um, not as good as Remember the Titans. So this is a comedy, if you can call it. It's a very dramatic comedy um, Mm. about a girl who is played by Brittany Murphy. Rest in peace, Brittany Murphy, Mm. um, who is the daughter of a dead rock star. And she is spoiled. She's a brat. She's never worked a day of her life. She's living off of her dead father's money. Um, As you do. Yeah, as you do. She's like living off of this inheritance. Uh, But then his estate gets kind of snatched up from under her um, and she gets all of it taken away and she has to get a job. Mind you, she's never gotten a job before in her life. Uh, And so for some reason... So she's um, a millennial basically so using her connections she now becomes a nanny for the daughter of um a music executive who uh the music executive is played by our legend queen heather locklear Uh um and so she is Brittany murphy starts nannying uh for her daughter she starts nannying for her daughter who is played by dakota fanning in what i might say is dakota fanning's most ambitious role ever she peaked she peaked. Her most ambitious with, role. Yeah, she peaked in this movie. Over Red Eye Volturi Girl. Yes, absolutely over everything. This is Dakota Fanning's best performance. I will die for that. Just Good. as much as I would die for, you know, thinking that Logan Marshall is Tom Hardy. This is this is it, except for I'm actually right about this one. Um, <laughs> so Dakota Fanning also plays a spoiled brat with a parent in the music industry. Very, uh mirror image of Brittany Murphy. The big difference is is that Brittany Murphy, she loves to have fun. She's quirky. She's mm. like, yeah, she's super quirky. She's like not like other girls. Like Manic know? Pixie Dream Girl? She's like, or yeah, like... she's a, yeah, uh, she's like a little weird, but she's like, she's not like charming enough, I think, to, like her character isn't yeah. charming enough to be Manic Pixie. She's very like, this girl's gonna get herself killed because she doesn't think about anything that she does. It's like ever. Zoe Deschanel plus uh, oh, Cher from Clueless. Yes. A little bit, and then mix in a little bit of Jughead from Riverdale. Okay, <laughs> got it. Wow. Yeah, very like, very like. I wear this. Have you ever seen me without this hat? That's pretty weird. Like, <laughs> it's great. Um, so Brittany Murphy's like this super weird girl. She loves to have fun, um, and Dakota Fanning loves to clean. Uh, Dakota Fanning is this, like, nine-year-old or, like, 
ten-year-old, eight-year-old. She's an eight. She's an eight-year-old child in this movie, mm-hmm. um, who loves organizing, who loves cleaning, who takes ballet, and who listens to Mozart because she's an intellectual. Um, so uh, Dakota Fanning and Brittany Murphy, they they fight, they bond, they disappoint each other, they make up with each other, they find out that they have this like intense like love for each other as like this almost big sister little sister relationship um, that they can learn from each other. It's beautiful. And then there's also this stupid side story about this like vanilla dude who Brittany Murphy falls in love with even though he's honestly a jerk um so it's this like weird boring dude who who sweeps britney murphy off her feet for some weird reason i don't know like he just walks in the room and you know he's the love interest but there's no real chemistry or reason there's no reason but i kind of love it because he like is my favorite character to make fun of Mm -hmm. um she falls in love with him. He's kind of a jerk, um, but he's pretty, and he's, like, a struggling musician. Oh, that's hot. And, yeah, and she's, like, this, like, girl who's had privilege all her life, and he's, like, how in the world, you know? I've never like, had I've, privilege. I've, I've, I had to, you know, play music for my dinner. All and, my like, life I, I had to fight. Yeah, it's just weird. Um, but um, he does, like think that he saves the day at the end when he doesn't like really quite do it i don't know it's just it's it's strange she falls in love with him that's fine i Mm -hmm. guess um and so i listen i love i love this movie i don't think it deserves to be at 13 percent yeah on rotten tomatoes that is 13 percent is harsh that's like Like, sci-fi like s-y-f-y yeah movie levels like that's mean this yeah it's it's real it's not a 13 percent movie like i understand that it's it's not the most like eloquent script and it kind of hits you over the head with like what like it's not subtle at all like there is no subtlety to this movie if this movie wants you to think it it tells you to think it yeah um and if this movie is like hey like this may or may not be like a character choice you know for this but like they don't hint at it they're like look at this person do this thing and you're like Mm -hmm. oh we got it okay it's very straightforward so it it doesn't have really like it doesn't have really like any nuance or anything in it but like i don't think it like that's what it meant to be right like this movie was like you know what this is what we're trying to say so we're just gonna say it um and this movie, I was nine years old when this movie came out. I don't think I saw it right when it came out. It might have been, like, a year later. Because mm-hmm. um, there's no way I would have been allowed to watch this movie as a nine-year-old. Um, but when I... Uh, uh, by the way, when this movie came out, I was a year older than Dakota Fanning's character. And at nine, um, I did not love cleaning. Like, I no, don't know what she, kind of that's human like, I don't know if they're yeah. trying to make that, like, a... Like, it's a like thing a about, quirk. like, she has issues, like... She, yeah, like, she, like her parents always wanted her to be perfect, and so, you know, all this stuff. But she's also, like, a germaphobe in this movie, and so, like, there's, like, that little character, like, bit to her. Um, but this movie, when I was really, really young, it taught me about how people can be both different and the same, um, and about, like, 
how beautiful unlikely friendships can be and how like learning from other people is a thing that mm-hmm. you need to do as a human um and also sometimes you just need to get over yourself and realize you don't know everything um and that friends who kind of tell you that and tell you to get over yourself can be really healing um in like a really healthy way of course like if you you know have someone come in your life and say you don't know everything in an abusive way get out of there but there's just like this really beautiful balance between their two characters um and Uh this movie also taught me how ridiculous you end up sounding when you're a pretentious snob like dakota fanning's character Uh um because Brittany Murphy is really into things that just make her happy. Mm-hmm. You know, like, she's very much into, like, the glitz and the glam. She loves shopping. Uh, she loves shopping. She loves makeup. Like, she just loves, like, having fun. Um, and Dakota Fanning's character um, says what I think is one of the most iconic lines in this movie. Um, Brittany Murphy's trying to teach her, like, how to be fun, how to have fun. Mm-hmm. And, uh and Dakota Fanning's character is trying to teach her about, like, the fundamentals of, like, life and, like, all this. And then she, this, like, eight-year-old child looks at Brittany Murphy and goes, fundamentals are the building blocks of fun. (laughs) It's just the most, like, pretentious child. Like, she says other, like, she says in this movie an actual line that this child says is, you wouldn't know real music if Mozart hit you on the head with it. And if that ain't a line that you've heard so many people say to you, like, yeah. people be pretentious. Um, and you sound a bit ridiculous when you are. And it taught me that. Um, and I, every once in a while, when I feel myself slipping into, like, the pretentious side of talking about movies, mm-hmm. I literally think in my head, like, oh, Brittany Murphy would be so disappointed. Don't be a Dakota fan don't be the Dakota fan. And, like, it's so... I don't know. Um, it also... Just every time I watch it, I just... I love Brittany Murphy so mm-hmm. much. I love her. She w- was such a treasure. And I'm really sad that there won't be any more movies from her. Yeah. Because, I mean, she she had a roller coaster of a career. Like, she had some classics. And then she had some weird duds. And, like, I don't know. I just... I love her. Um, Dakota Fanning, like I said, she's incredible. She's a force of nature in this. This eight-year-old child is, like, some of the best acting that she I've seen. She was a child actress extraordinaire. Oh, my gosh. And then if She if was a ever... Drew Barrymore, like, Natalie oh, yeah. Portman level. Oh, yeah. Um, and I just saw, too, like, um, a couple of movies with her sister, Elle Fanning. And whatever their parents fed them when they were babies, I would like some of that now. Oh, I love Elle. Yeah, because they are some incredible humans. Like, I would like an ounce of their talent, please. Yes. I'm sure their parents fed them all sorts of, like, vegan stuff. Like, vegan baby food. It's probably vegan Um, stuff and stuff from Goop by Gwen Stefani. Yeah. Um, That's not Gwen Stefani. Isn't it? Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow, Gwen Stefani, Logan Marshall, Tom Hardy. It's all the same here today. Everyone is the same. Everyone's the same. We're all just human. But different. Like this movie says. Um, also, if you've ever seen this movie, I think anyone who's ever seen this movie, you could forget everything else, but you will remember the teacup, it's a small world, like mm-hmm. spinning scene on the boardwalk. Like Brittany Murphy, it's the scene where Brittany Murphy takes her out to have 
well she like runs away and then she Mm -hmm. finds her and she's like here's how to have fun every time i used to be so upset about my parents and when i realized that adults were very disappointing um this is where i would go and to the boardwalk and she took her into the spinning teacups and there's this like buildup of this scene where it's just this close-up shot of Brittany Murphy and this close-up shot of Dakota Fanning and it keeps swapping back and forth between them and it's so intense and like all of their frustration in their lives just comes out into this because like Brittany Murphy's parents are dead and Dakota Fanning's mom doesn't care about her and she only cares about her career and her dad is in a comatose state and she's she's had to grow up very like it's literally this juxtaposition of Dakota Fanning, this eight-year-old child who's had to grow up so quickly that she is an adult child, and Brittany Murphy, who's been spoiled all her life. Is a childish is, adult. Yeah, who's this, like, t- late 20s-year-old who has never acted like an adult in her life. She's, like, a literal child, but not because the child is Dakota Fanning and she's an adult, and it's just, like, this all, like happening in this teacup scene where like they're spinning around and they're staring at each other and they're crying and then afterwards Dakota Fanning gets really dizzy and she barfs and it's just like it's so oh my gosh that scene will bring me to tears every single time and this it never fails to make me cry and this movie is fun and it's light and it's charming and it doesn't deserve 13% and in the words of Katie from Letterboxd, the only people that wouldn't like this movie are film purists with sticks up their butts or middle-aged men. And you know what? That's She's right. right there. But we're gonna read some of the reviews from these uh, middle-aged men. Oh, right. <laughs> so, um, this man on on um, on Rotten Tomatoes, whose name is Geoff Previer, <laughs> who, like, okay, um, says... Can two over-pampered but fundamentally lonely persons of the blonde female persuasion bond meaningfully with each other while shopping? Okay. And he gave it two out of five stars. <laughs> and then Bruce Westbrook, who uh. gave this movie a C-, minus, um, says... Though Murphy is radiant and her laughs are infectious, her free-spiritedness is thrust in our face like a pointy object in a 3D movie. Which I, I touched on this... Yeah, this movie lacks subtlety in every way, but that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> this movie, like, doesn't hold anything back, and it's not like pretentious film movies where they're like, we're gonna give you um, a metaphor of symbolism, of a simile, of an allusion to the point that we're trying to make. It's and just a fun freaking movie. Yeah, this movie's like, here, take this. I don't know. Um, and then Stephen Hunter... As much as I disagree with this review, it still made me laugh. Um, Mm -hmm. He said, There is nothing wrong with Uptown Girls that not seeing it won't fix. (laughs) I dig. You can say that about a lot of things. Which is brutal. But this movie is, this movie is undeserving of that review. Yeah. I just, I can't. Uh, 13% is really, really harsh. I don't agree with it. This movie is a fun time. Like, I mean, I would at least give this a 29%, like, Venom. Yeah. Like, I would at least bring it up there. Like, this movie is just very much a joy to watch. Yeah. Um, I almost wish that the, like, vanilla white dude, like, love interest wasn't in it, just because, like, 
mm-hmm. he just he takes the movie in a really like weird direction and if it were just Dakota Fanning and Brittany Murphy and like the dynamic between them dang also if it weren't Brittany Murphy I would understand if Brittany Murphy was not the character in this like it would have tanked and it would not have been as good right because she brings so much energy to any project that she's in exactly I Ugh. love that but it's a great it's a great movie and it's a it's a good bad movie. I understand it's pretty bad, but it's a good bad movie. Um and it did I think exactly what it meant to do, which I think brings us to yeah, the bigger question here, which is what Abby asked, which is what makes a movie good bad and not just bad bad. So in in summation I have a lot mm-hmm. of, uh, there's a lot of, I think, criteria you can base this on. Right. In summation, I would say that if I can feel joy while mm. watching something because it's so bad and still enjoy the viewing experience, uh-huh. that makes it good, bad for me. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, I may have live tweeted Geostorm, <laughs> but I would never watch that movie again. Because yeah. it was so dumb, it was not uh-huh. super enjoyable. Uh-huh. But Venom, I would watch 20 times because mm-hmm. it is so absurd mm-hmm. and just ditches all conventions of filmmaking. Um, my one, the one thing that I think would bring Venom from a good bad movie to an actual good movie, I would love to see the Tom Hardy cut. But if I can't I... see the Tom Hardy cut... What I got is awesome. And it's nonsensical and it doesn't have a tone. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm interested because Tom Hardy will not shut up about that, those 40 minutes. I know. I don't, <laughs> and some people said he was just playing with the reporter. I really hope he wasn't. And I just want yeah. those 40 minutes. Give them to me. Yeah. Um, so I have decided that for me, what makes a movie an actual bad movie and what makes it a good bad movie is like the intention behind it like i think and sometimes i even think this about movies that are like for the most part perceived as good movies where sometimes some movies come out and you know that they're trying to say something Mm -hmm. you know like you know that they're trying to give you like this like this theme of I, I don't even know. They're trying, they're reaching for a thing and they are completely unaware that their movie does not make sense to, yeah. to be the way in which they get to that theme. Like, they, it's so, it's all about self-awareness and, like, your intentionality. Um, I, I mean, I would even gather to say some movies, I, I saw Beautiful Boy. Mm-hmm. And that movie, uh, a lot of people are saying that my baby Timothy Chalamet was snubbed for an Oscar. I don't think he was snubbed. I don't think he deserved a nomination for that performance. I have seen him do incredible performances, and that was not one of them. Um, That movie was very obviously a group of people trying to say something uppercase i important yes and it was a group of people trying to make uh art um and trying to honestly trying to win some oscars yeah and it was this group of people who were trying to like 
be poignant and like like this swelling beautiful story of this like tragedy and and they just didn't hit the mark <laughs> and like they thought that they were making something that they weren't like they thought that they were making something like tight and beautiful and it was just a hot mess um and they weren't aware of how much they missed the mark yeah but then you have movies <laughs> like uptown <laughs> girls or like judging even from your review from like like venom or like any Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie where yes. they absolutely know exactly what they're doing. They're like, we're making a silly thing. We know we're not going to win any Academy Awards. We know that like we're not out here to like make a statement. We're not at whatever. And we don't care. We don't want to. That's not what this movie's no. for. This movie's for a good time. And with that, you go, okay, you know what it is that you're doing. You know the intention behind it. You're not trying to get me to think that this is the next best thing. And there's a level of I'm, earnestness yeah. to it. Like, no. There's no pressure to it. They're like, we're just going to make a good movie. And you're like, I am down. Gosh dang it, I just saw the movie The Kid Who Would Be King, and I would die for that movie. <laughs> I would die for it. It knew exactly what it was doing and, like, didn't try to be, like, the best movie ever. And that added to its charm. Mm -hmm. Whereas when a movie tries to be the best movie ever and it completely fails, it makes it that much worse. And just, like, terrible ugh. to watch. Absolutely. And it's just, like, it's hard. It was, it was hard for me to watch Beautiful Boy because the whole time I was watching both Steve and Timothy's performances, I was like... You're trying to win awards. I found it I to be incredibly it. ungenuine. Yeah. And I was especially irritated by the fact that the marketing specifically tried to make it sound like a heroin addiction movie. Yeah. When that's not what it was. It absolutely wasn't. It specifically tried to tap into the fact that heroin is a huge, that the opioid yeah. crisis is happening in America. I was like, wow. Yeah. That is shady. Yeah. Um, but yeah, things like, um, like Boy Erased was trying yeah. to be this very important movie. Mm -hmm. And I I just disliked every second it of watching it. It wasn't aware of what it was doing. Yeah. yeah. But Venom, it freaking... Yeah. <laughs> it knows what it's the doing. The credits roll and an Eminem song plays. Like, it knows what it's doing. And the Eminem song is just going, Venom, 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 Venom. Like, it's so stupid. <laughs> it knows it's stupid. Yeah. I love it. Yes, and, like, that's how I feel with, like, with Uptown Girls. Brittany Murphy was just, they let her loose and went, have fun. Yeah. Like, just, ha just have a and blast. And she totally did. And she did, and you can feel it. Like, you can feel Brittany Murphy being like, I am going to just let loose and do my thing. And, like, it, and that's why I love it so, it just, it is a beautiful friendship story between these two girls who were just unlikely friends, who were complete opposites, but they find all these similarities, and that's so pure and so beautiful like what else do you need agreed oh. yeah so we love good bad movies um we hate bad bad movies and i think it kind of goes well like obviously good like good movies are at the top yes and then good bad movies you yes. know right out under and then bad bad movies are right. right under that and i think at the very bottom of the tier are bad movies that think that they're good movies I agree, 100%. That, that's awful. That just doesn't make any sense to me. 
Like I, I don't want I don't want that. Because there's a distinct <laughs> difference between good bad and yeah. bad but thinks it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. You can smell the pretension coming off the screen. Oh my goodness, I know. It's like did Dakota Fanning direct this movie? Dakota Fanning's character of Uptown Girls yes. directed this movie. Yes. Okay. So <sighs> what's our BuzzFeed quiz for today, sweet Sarah? So as we all know, um, Disney Channel is the queen of good bad movies. Hit me with that decom intro. That decom. That we've kid got doing the toe touch. The and thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got like dun dun dun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We love a Disney Channel original movie, uh, and we just want to know what musical Disney Channel original movie one of these characters would be. The difference here is, are we taking this quiz as um, Mr. Venom, I, or as uh, either Dakota Fanning, or as um, Brittany Murphy? I really, really want to take this quiz as Venom. Like, so bad. Okay. Normally, our um, criteria for this is it needs to be a character from a movie that we have both seen so we can both contribute, but I am fine with giving the quiz and you just answering as Venom, because I'm also curious. And you know Venom the character. I mean, not necessarily the way he is in this movie. I don't know Tom Hardy's version, but I know Venom. It's his best iteration, for sure. Okay. Obviously, Spider-Man 3 <laughs> is the worst. And... Right, yeah. So, um, we would just like to say, before we start this BuzzFeed quiz, that BuzzFeed laid off their director of quizzes in the hundreds of, um, of employees that they laid off recently. Mm-hmm. And we would just like to say, hello, buddy, we are here for you. Mm-hmm. If, you ever, if you would ever like to come on the podcast and talk about it, you're welcome here. We can even, we can take one of the quiz. We, you can make a quiz specifically for this pot. Like, we, mm-hmm. we're here. We're here. There's always a place for you here. Um, so, so the you official name. That. Yeah. I know. BuzzFeed. So, if BuzzFeed goes down, we'll need to find a different way to take our quizzes. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the official quiz is, which Disney Channel original movie do you belong in based on the band that you would put together? So then I'm putting together a band. Okay. Literally, I would watch that movie every day. Imagine Venom putting together a band. And it's just Tom Hardy being a psychopath. Can you, like, just with, and uh, just with other, like, Spider-Men villains? Like, can you imagine Doc Ock on the drums? Bruh. (laughs) This is becoming my favorite movie, and it doesn't exist. Oh my gosh. Venom himself is a, is a bass player. Through and through. He's got the tongue, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, he's out there just like rocking out and nobody else really cares. Like, he's just doing his own thing. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, Venom, why do you want to create a band? I love music. I want to meet, I want to meet new people. The fame. I love to write songs or I love performing. Okay. So, in the movie, Venom has issues. There's like a certain sonic uh like noise that can mess him up and so i'm gonna say it's not because he loves music loves to write songs or anything right now um he doesn't want to meet new people he's got all he needs with he only he only wants yeah he only wants the people that he has sought out and has gotten i mean if it said i want to eat new people maybe right um the i'm going i'm going with the fame he's toxic like he's just not a nice dude yeah that's the only reason Okay, how many people do you want in your band, including yourself? 
Okay. Three, four, five, six, or more than six. So in the end of the movie, Venom and Eddie are one. It's we are right. Venom. So that's one. <laughs> so that's one. I hate it. Oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> what a stunning moment. We are just gorgeous. I mean, right up there with if you're a bird, I'm a bird. Right. And At the end of Uptown Girls, they just mesh as one adult child. We are Uptown Girl. Yeah. We are Uptown Girl. <laughs> um, I'd say, yeah, so Venom, maybe he'd work with Doc Ock to get a drummer. Um, right, right. Right. Who else do we even want in this? Do we? We want. We want very specifically Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> as, as Mysterio. As Mysterio. Yes. We just we want him because like why not? <laughs> Should Michelle Williams be the lead singer? Um, Should we make her wear oh another bad wig? Gosh. Yes. She's sorry about Venom. She's gonna Should be we just sorry go, now. We're just. I would like to go with a six and imagine them just calling themselves the Sinister Six. There you go. Six. Six <laughs> is the answer. Yes. Correct. This is the new Sinister Six. Is this weird band that we're forming with Venom? Listen, on the base. Marvel. You got our Twitter. <laughs> Hit us up. I'd be happy yes. to write this screenplay. Kevin Feige. Yes. Hello. Lord and Miller we need can move to aside. Talk. Yeah. Okay. What kind of music will you play? Pop, country, rap, classical, or rock? So is it rap or rock? Because, like, I'm thinking about the Eminem song right now, and it's the worst song I've ever heard. I just, I just want to say, though, like, picture Venom and his tongue playing country music. Ew. (laughs) It'd be like that modern country that is so sexually explicit that you're just like, ew, like, wasn't this supposed to be the wholesome... The wholesome genre? Y'all are gross. Oh, no. Country's never been wholesome. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'd say rock. I mean. Yeah. Like, because I don't want there's it to no be the other... song. Exactly. There's no Benimum. other genre that is so welcoming of that weird tongue thing that he The weird tongue thing. <laughs> okay. Which one, apply... Which one of these applies to your band the most? So our Sinister Six band. Okay. Um, A cover band? No. Original songs, all instrumental, acapella. Can I just you imagine internally? Oh, pentatonics is shaking, um, <laughs> and a mixture of everything. Oh, jeez. I gotta say, original songs, man. Not a mixture because, of everything. It's original songs because we've just got like Mysterio sitting there by himself, writing all these like moody songs and bringing them to the band and going, "Hey guys, I." Uh... <laughs> I wrote this thing the other night. I think we should play it. And then Venom's just like, let's perform this. Like, we're all on crack. Can you imagine a Sinister Six, like this specific Sinister Six movie, but created almost like Bohemian Rhapsody? I'm in. That is the best picture winner. (laughs) This is honestly the version of Bohemian Rhapsody that I wanted all along. (laughs) Wow. I'm shook to my core. Okay. Original songs. Okay. What is your position in the band? Oh, Bass. Bass. But I am thinking about him playing the piano like Freddie Mercury now, and I'm, like, cracking Mm, up. I don't want that. No, but it's (laughs) funny. That scares me. (laughs) Okay, but he's obviously a bass player. Okay. Yeah. Where will you and your band practice? My house? Someone else's house? School? A music store? Or a studio? Someone else's house, probably. Or, like, technically Eddie's house. (laughs) Yeah. Which would be my house. Would be my house. I mean, We are Venom technically we are venom okay how often will you guys practice every day a couple times a week once a week a few times a month or once a month listen they're busy not a lot 
Yeah, not a they're lot of out here trying to like ruin our world as we mm-hmm. know it. So like once a month. They don't yeah. they don't have a lot of time. Um where will you guys perform? Restaurants and cafes. <laughs> Imagine walking into like a cafe and seeing them. <laughs> um bars and clubs. Incredible. Yeah, bars and clubs, school events, oh dear, uh, the mall or anywhere. Anywhere they can get a gig, but anywhere yeah. they can get a I'm gig. I'm also picturing them at, like, a PTA conference. <laughs> yes. Or, like, at Spider-Man school. What What is the school Ooh. that he goes to now? Who? Which one? Miles the fancy Peter Parker? Oh, Peter Parker. The, the like, fancy math and science one. one, yeah. Yeah. Like, they just show oh up gosh. at their school dance, and they're like, we're yeah. off. we're off for <laughs> the night. At homecoming. At homecoming. We're off for the night. Enjoy your prom, your homecoming, Can Peter. we pick school events just because that would be so wild? Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, when you become... Dang, this is a long quiz. When you become famous, what merchandise will you sell? Clothing, mugs, keychains, hats, or action figures? Okay. Um, They are all already action figures. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's pretty funny. Um, honestly, can you imagine, like, a Sinister Six mug, though? Like, I'd buy it. And when I say, like, the Sinister Six band that we have created. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, when like, just, like, Michelle I gotta Williams be real it. with you, Chief. I think that the Venom logo and all that stuff really makes for good clothing. Mm-hmm. Dude, there will they will have this very niche fan base that has their t shirts mm-hmm. and somebody will be like, Oh cool shirt and they'll be like, Thanks, you don't know the band though. Mm-hmm. Like you have no idea. You've never like heard the, of them. Like the white on black spider symbol yes. is so okay. sick and just Perfect. Clothing. Alright. So clothing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so this is one of the rare qu- it like doesn't have like a description, it just has your result. So Venom. Which Disney Channel original movie do you belong in? Yes. So I would just, I'm going to say this title, and I want you to instantly picture Venom as a part of this, like, movie. Okay? I'm ready. Our <laughs> result is Lemonade Mouth. Yes. Lemonade Mouth. <laughs> you know Venom? And he's got that got, mouth. He's got that mouth. Imagine him just like on stage with like Haley Kiyoko and like um what Bridget is her Mendler. Face, like, Bridget Mendler. Like <laughs> Nice. I love it. That's the Sinister Six right there. Wow. Oh my gosh. They just need one more person. They already have five. They just need a sixth, and it's Venom. <gasps> Perfect. We did it. We did it. Remember when they were like planning on making like a lemonade mouth reboot? Mm-hmm. I think they scrapped it, but I think we can bring it back with this. Yes. Okay, Kevin Feige. Lemonade mouth, but Venom. Yes. Hear me out. I'm down. I'm pretty sure that, like, red-headed guy from Lemonade Mouth is, like, in prison now. We'll replace him with Doc Ock. It's fine. Yes, done. But very specifically, like, Spider-Verse Doc Ock. Yes. Just animated in the middle of Lemonade Mouth. <laughs> yes. This is my favorite movie. Yes. Um, yeah, so Kevin Feige, listen up. Lemonade yep. mouth, but venom. Mm-hmm. I'm available to write whenever. Yeah, we got this. I, I I will put all of my money towards this movie. Chrissy and Anna watch this movie as a like good bad movie all the time. Yes, all the time. This is a good good movie. <laughs> it's a good bad movie. I love. Yeah, it's a good bad movie. <laughs> um, I 
it's so I mean we're going around full circle the same friend of mine who asked the question about what makes a difference Abigail I introduced this movie to her she watched it for the first time with me and she was shook wow what a beautiful day this wow we just went full circle the circle of life wow what movie are you looking forward to (laughs) oh okay um geez I gotta think now I um didn't know I was looking forward to this movie until uh Oscar Isaac was announced as Timothy Chalamet's father and that Zendaya yeah and that Zendaya is playing Timothy Chalamet's love interest um but the Dune remake dude I can't wait so good by Denis Villeneuve arguably like between the best sci-fi director Ever. Between him and Alex Garland, like... Oh my gosh, right? We're in a renaissance. It's incredible. Yeah, we're in a sci-fi renaissance. It's about uh, time. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that movie, and I agree with you. I did not know I was looking forward to it until yeah. it happened. And yep. I was like, yup, yep. yup, that is... That's that's the yep. one. Lego Movie Part 2... Or Lego Movie 2, the second part, comes out... Okay. Um, actually, next weekend... Okay. And Lord Miller, man. Yeah. I'm so excited. And it's Lego Duplo Invaders is the, like, like the kitty ones. Great. Got invaded. It. And that's, that's the, I'm excited. Wow. We've got some classics coming out. Truly. Yes. Um, so, guys, if you like our podcast, if you um, enjoy any sort of any of the weird conversations that we have here, whether it's getting confused about Tom Hardy and Logan Marshall or deciding that Venom is the new lead of Lemonade Mouth with a mouth. Um, leave us a review. Yeah. <laughs> leave us a review with uh, your, you know, your favorite part of our podcast or even just your favorite BuzzFeed quiz result. Um, yeah. Leave people curious when they read our, like imagine someone reading our review and being like, what like what kind of new year's resolutions does emma stone's character from the favorite need to make like what is that yeah um it helps other people find us Um, yeah we would really love it if you guys would leave some yes some nice rate us and review some nice reviews on podcast um yeah so do the oscar ballot and send it to us Yes, we're curious. We love different opinions. I would love to assemble some analytics and some uh, statistics Ooh. on what people yeah. think will win and should win. Um, yes. You know, see if y'all were voting on the Oscars, what would happen? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you guys send that ballot to us, we'll like it'll it'll be more fun on actual Oscar night because we can all see where all of us are deadly wrong. Yes, <laughs> because the Academy is unpredictable. Or too predictable. If we or say if, if all of our exactly. will wins, yeah, I will be stoked. Like in the worst way. In the worst, yeah, I'll be like, gosh dang it, I didn't want to be right. But I'm right. Yeah. Um. So tweet those at us, Instagram them to us, email them to us, whatever you want to do. Send us an email about anything. Yeah. Just how's your day? Yeah. Just how how's it going? What movies have you seen lately? You okay, friend? Yeah. You okay? Yeah, let's all check up on each other. Let us know. We're here. Yeah, 
Follow us on Letterboxd. The links to those are going to be in the show notes. I have started a list on Letterboxd of all of the movies that we've discussed in detail on because this she's lovely great show. Yeah, and so uh, apparently I'm going to have to add Venom to that list. So uh, Venom. Uh, keep a lookout for that. Instead of the outro, I don't know if we have the rights, but I think we should play the, the Eminem song. Oh, I don't want to. We probably can't. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I'm just going to say we can't, so wait, so we don't have to. <laughs> I get it. But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Yay, thanks for telling us about all of your favorite good, bad, 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 good movies. We appreciate it so much. Yay! I can't wait to watch these and laugh and love and put off watching movies I should watch. Oh. Like Vice or Green Book. Oh, jeez. We do have to do that still. We Don't have. It's officially February, which means we have less than a month to watch those two movies, so that we can be fully educated. And uh, I'm scared. <sighs> Guys, email us your moral support. <laughs> we yes. need it. We can do it. I'm not worried. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if I could listen, if I could watch The Post and Darkest Hour last year. I can watch Vice and Green Book this year. Which I will say, though, uh, I did fall asleep during the post. I was about to say, if I could sleep through the post, <laughs> then I, I definitely, could definitely sleep through Green Book and Vice. I mean, I missed a good ten minutes of the post. Did I it woke up, I woke up and Meryl Streep was, like, yelling. And I was like, what, what'd you do? What's happening? <laughs> oh, jeez. <sighs> Alright, guys. Peace up. A-town. Down. Donut. Donut. Alright. <laughs> that's how the cinema rolls! Oh, that's how the cinema rolls! Goodbye. Bye!